0: Ah, let's play a game.
1: I always do this pre-banter stuff anyway. Yeah, full disclosure to anyone listening, you know, uh, Josh and I are waiting for James. Who may or may not show? You never know. Um, And uh, we've been talking for 16 minutes and 40 seconds now because I wanted to check levels on my new Zoom that uh, my wife picked up for me thing is awesome it is uh, much better than my old one um this is an h5 top of the line my old one was a h4 made in the early 2000s or something like that it's pretty old uh, this one's got a lot a lot better features a lot better sound quality just everything about it is a lot better uh, it's got a removable microphone whereas my old one has hardwired so it's it's just it, it's it's nice it's a lot nicer but yeah i um as far as the game he uh You as to how far I got and I believe I'm at the very end so but yeah we're gonna give uh James about another minute I'm gonna give him uh, another phone call uh hell I guess now-ish we're gonna try that and then if he doesn't answer you and I can just start and get into it a little bit sound good sounds good all right giving James a call now so you're gonna go on hold makes for awesome radio What it is, yo. Oh hey, there you are. <laughs> Sorry
2: about that. Hey. I was
1: Whoop There you are.
2: Work call Saturday night. That's what I oops, hey. Still there?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I
2: just merged the Work, call. Woo. Work call Saturday night.
1: Oh nice. You okay? Do you need to go or
2: No, no, no. I just had to talk to a special ed teacher about his I don't know, students that we have. Sweet. But we're all set to go. You're probably gonna hear my kiddo crying a little bit. Hopefully he calms down here. Let me Man, it's all good. My
1: you know what get into my office at this point <laughs> you know, we've dealt with dogs trains planes automobiles automobiles
2: yeah. hey josh how you doing buddy oh, i'm doing all right james how are you great great man looking forward to talking about this game yeah, man. um oh yeah you got you get, good it's... i got a good chunk of the way through it you know once once work started I don't know, I'm I'm like the head daycare guy at home, so I basically daycare from 7 a.m. to about 5, and I go to work from 5.30 to about, I don't know, 8.39, but I got a good chunk. I got sweet, 10, 12 hours in. Remember that beautiful Zoom I bought? Yeah, man. plane Yeah. Well, uh, last week, my iPhone did the, you guys ever hear of ghost touching?
1: I have no idea what that is now.
2: Uh, it just means basically your phone just starts like pressing buttons by itself and That's all the like, Face people at, like. 1 a.m. and not knowing it, so I had to buy a new phone. Oh, bored. And uh, but the the new phones they don't have the uh, the audio input connector thing. Right. So I was all ready to plug in today, and I was like, "Fuck!" So I had to buy one of those, uh, you know, splitter things. That's not coming until Monday. So. You know what?
1: No big deal. I was going to actually say, uh, don't bother recording through your Zoom today because we do have a guest on, and it would be like, unless he recorded his audio, it would be a fucking uh. nightmare for me to edit. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So that's why, why am I'm gonna
2: record it on my end, anyways. Just yeah, show- go ahead. I have it going right now just to test out the mic, basically.
1: Right, right. Also, <laughs> I got a new Zoom myself. I don't
2: know. Hey! If I mentioned it, so
1: we are Leveling recording up. I, on a brand new H5. Um, wow. Cost damn near 300 bucks.
2: Oh, that's not the one I bought. I bought
1: almost uh, about 200, I think. Yeah, nice. You, get, you um, got the good one. This thing is so cherry. I sound amazing on it. You both sound a lot better than you normally hey, would. Hey, great. Um, so, let
0: me just, excuse me,
1: guys.
0: Let we let don't quite sound like
1: we're in the room together, but as far as the sound quality our listeners are normally used to, way better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, I've been recording this whole time because, fuck it um yeah you're, you're listening to is it worth, <laughs> worth it the podcast where we just don't give a damn uh, <laughs> we
2: try to review games <laughs> we try to we can but we're, we're in a pandemic it's tough it, it's a little
1: harder <laughs> with me uh, uh-huh. are uh james milholland and um joshua watts a longtime listener and good friend of the show and we're going to be talking about lufia 2 today but before we do i want to get into a few things uh first of all i i sent and it's it seems like a year ago at this point. That's it's the the problem with recording once a month is like we'll do stuff right after an episode and then we have to try and remember it when a new episode comes on. Um, yeah. And one of the things I did was I had sent you a package and I received a package and I wanted to make sure you got everything that was in the package I sent you because I taped it up like a five year old would tape something up because I didn't have a lot of tape on hand. <laughs> so, was, oh really,
2: it it all came beautiful man yeah you got uh, thanks again i got no, the 2ds
1: okay cool, a cool bunch of
2: games i got the uh the atari we did boot up the atari that was the uh yeah. the kiddo was liking to play that simple game got me away from that gd color of dinosaur <laughs> for at least an afternoon <laughs> right on. um i had to buy a uh, separate uh, charger for that 2d for the 2ds Oh yeah, um,
1: I forgot to play. They all—they're
2: all different. Like I, I got it out and I was like, "What the hell?" Like my—I have the original 2DS, oh, and then I have now I have the, the the little light, and then I have a 3DS, and they're all three different charging units. What the hell is Nintendo I, doing to me? I don't know, man. But it's working but okay it was, and everything. Yeah, it's all working. It was yeah, cost okay. like ten dollars. There's no, not a big deal. It was, it was perfect though. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "How in the hell? They all three different." I couldn't uh, believe but Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. No,
1: no problem. I couldn't believe how many duplicates on Atari games I had. I was like, okay, I probably got like five games I could send him. And I'm going through and I'm like, so I had triplicates of some games. So I was oh, like, geez. why do I have three asteroids? I don't know. <laughs> you know, why do I have three Pac Man stuff like that? I was like, this is nuts. Uh, did you get your Neo Geo? Yeah, man. It came in today.
2: Ooh, I got mine a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was it's cool i got it out
1: fucking baller i was like expecting the (laughs) screen on it to be absolute ass the screen is cherry man it looks beautiful the sound on it's nice uh 30
0: bucks 30
1: bucks (laughs) it's amazing (laughs)
0: yeah
1: of course that price i was telling uh josh pre-show that that price um jumped up almost immediately after i was afraid i wasn't going to get it i ordered it at you know 30 bucks and then. They didn't charge my card, and I was like, all right, what's going on? And I checked Amazon, and it had gone back up to 65, and I was like, oh, it was a typo. You know, I'm going to, you know, whatever. And then they didn't charge me until yesterday, and it came out, and I was like, what the hell? And it says arriving tomorrow. I was like, okay, Uh, cool. And it came out of, ironically, Lenexa, which is fairly close to Josh, I think. Um,
3: That's where you're from. Uh, I'm in Frankfurt, Kentucky, but I'm from Lexington,
1: yeah, it's Lexington. How far is Lenexa from you? That's I have a big bakery there too. Where? Lenexa. Uh, I don't know. I can look it up. Oh no worries. Yeah. I, I I thought it was a fairly big city, uh, judging by everything. That's where Amazon has their big hub uh, for like the West Coast or whatever, um, or the East Coast uh, is over there in Lenexa. One of them, and that's where mine came from because it was a uh, Amazon Prime Direct whatever. Uh,
2: yeah, that's cool. I'm going to buy those controllers now and the adapter for the regular TV eventually. Yeah, yeah, that was what I was talking about. I was
1: like, man, I haven't hooked it up to see what it looks like on the HDTV because it has an HDMI port on it. Uh I imagine it looks amazing. I I really hope it does because the sprites look arcade perfect on the little screen, but maybe when they get blown up, they won't. I don't know yet. Uh, Sounds good. Everything's good about it. But, like, I can't imagine using that as a controller on your TV. That seems like a little weird, you know. But, uh,. Fits the hand pretty good, you know. It basically looks like a little mini arcade cabinet, it's got its own screen, but it also hooks up to a TV. Although, to play two player, you have to have another unit and like, yeah, daisy and chain them together. yeah, which is whatever. Yeah. But you know, I don't have any friends anyway, so uh, which oh, became gosh. no, I do, but they're all like, uh, they're all people that I talk to online for the most part, like. I, I do have some personal friends that, you know, I don't spend any time with that are local and stuff, but most of them I, I could talk to a long time ago, you know, and uh, that's yeah. just the nature of being an old guy, I guess, I don't know. But, um, does
2: your, does your new video take batteries?
1: No, mine doesn't, no.
2: I swear I saw something online that that thing could take batteries, and mm-hmm. it was like it could be a portable system, but maybe maybe I'm getting, getting something mixed up. I, I swear <laughs> yeah, I saw something on not it, Not
1: mine. I swear.
2: Sorry, Josh, what were you saying? I was just going to ask, was Lenexa in Kansas? Because
3: that's the only Lenexa I could find.
1: Oh, you know what it is? My bad. It's nearish Kentucky, though, right?
3: Lion to fools. Yeah, it's, well. it's like 500 miles away from
1: Oh, well, good lord. Kentucky.
3: I am so incredibly <laughs> sorry. <start. laughs>
1: I, I thought it was eh, closer than what it is. My bad.
3: Well, I mean, we have a big, we have a big hub in Lexington for that's amazon easy. that's uh, very possible man, it's, a, it's a big one,
2: one anyway. yeah cause, let uh, me ask you guys this let okay. me ask you guys this real quick okay, right? yeah josh in kentucky you're in arkansas mm-hmm.
0: have you guys seen
2: tiger king have you guys man have you guys yes. ever gone into oklahoma have you guys seen that you know what one of my best Zoom friends
1: is- has a picture of her with that motherfucker because he was at the <laughs> teacher strike in oklahoma a couple years ago for some reason uh, cool. and oh. she's a teacher yeah he's for
0: governor and yeah yeah. he was
1: like there like shaking hands and kissing babies and shit and she took a picture with him because he is a a weirdo and a local celebrity like he's legit he's a real guy you know i had some friends on facebook thinking that that whole thing was like scripted nonsense they're like this Uh can't possibly be real it's scripted and i'm like no unfortunately he's pretty well known in the area this is all legit
4: oh yeah Wow, it is okay, just cool.
1: The dumbest shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh my god. The man at his husband's funeral referred to <laughs> his, his genitalia as like those delicious golden nuggets in front of the boy's mother.
2: <laughs> she was the only one at the at the new wedding. Or, no, 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 that was the funeral. You're right. You're <laughs> like, right. When he got remarried, it was like five people and like one of the five was What
1: you don't know his, about the guy.
2: Yeah, ex-husbands' yeah. mom.
1: <laughs> well, you don't know about the guys. That only accounts for two of his husbands that were on the show. He actually had like five.
3: Oh, yep. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. Some of them declined to be on the show. So when that kind of stuff happens, they just don't mention that person at all. Kind of like on the Osborne, mm-hmm. they had a third uh-huh. child, another daughter, and she was like, "I don't want to be on that show." So yeah, they just like
3: yeah. Had that, that daughter, that third daughter's from his previous marriage.
1: Yeah, she and she didn't want to be on. The yeah. Show.
3: I
2: remember that and she was like there, but they blurred her face
1: or yeah. something like that, and like yeah. blurred her out whenever she was in, yeah, you know, and stuff like that because she uh, just didn't want to be. That's, so that's the that's way they funny. handle it; they just pretend it doesn't exist. Which, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> while I'm uh, while I'm still thinking about it, though, real quick, also I never got a chance to mention on the last show. Uh, I mentioned it was coming, and uh, but I didn't mention what it was. A listener known as Blahmaster, A.K.A. Taste Tester in Discord, get in Discord, A.K.A. Steve, uh, who is my new best friend. Uh, sent me a box of stuff that just went above me on. I, was, I actually I, I recorded a uh, YouTube video, which I'm sure you could find if you really, really search or ask me nicely. It's not a good video. I just got off like a 12-hour shift and opened it after that and was incredibly tired. But I legitimately was like, okay, this guy is uh, probably uh, dying, and he's just giving away all his worldly possessions because he just gave me a plethora of old Tiger Electronics, which... Oh,
0: yeah, you mentioned this. Yeah. I know about this for some reason. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, cool.
1: I was like, holy shit. I knew he was sending uh, the Turtles games, which was like already mind blowing because in the Turtles episode, I had mentioned, you know, that was the stuff I was missing from my childhood. I had one of those Turtles games and he had all four of them that came out for Tiger and was like, I'm not using them. You want them? I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wow. say no because oh. awesome, right? So he sent We're those and too. then he sent like. Just tons of others like Simon's Quest, uh, Double Dragon. um, I think Tiger Heli was one of them. uh, A lot of those. And then, like, he sent one that I'd never seen before, which is amazing. It's this, uh, I want to say it was made by Tandy or Radio Shack. And it's uh, like a 70s model or or early early 80s. And it's like backlit and stuff. I really need to do a. uh, a, an episode just on this, this big orange thing. He's going to know what I'm talking about. And I tried to remember the name of it, and now I forgot. But it is, it is gorgeous. It is, like, so far ahead of its time, uh, the way it looks and stuff and plays. It's just like, wow, this came out. You know, I would have loved this as a kid. You know, it looks better than Game Boy in a lot of respects. Um, still with that same kind of animation, but, like, it's in full color and just gorgeous. And in Beautiful. addition to that, he sent a Superboy which is a uh, Hyperkin model uh, Super Nintendo that is portable where you can plug in uh, your Super Nintendo games into it and play them on the go. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen pictures of those.
1: Would have been perfect for this episode, uh, but he actually said, do not play any games that uh, require saving. It'll wipe your save. And I was like, well, shit, that's like 90% of what I want to play on the Super Nintendo.
0: <laughs> but, um, Romans,
1: Roman's the, the usage. A little bit. But I still yeah. I still plugged up a few games and was testing it out. Works great. You can actually uh, plug it into a TV as well, and it just acts as and you can plug Super controllers into it. So it acts as a Super Nintendo, which is nifty. That is
0: crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. So he
1: just sent that. He was like, "Yeah, I can't use it because I only wanted to use it for RPGs, and I figured you might want it." I was like, "Sweet." And then on top of that, he sent me something that like that was completely jaw-dropping he sent me a complete copy of nightmare busters which is a super nintendo game that was released about i want to say five years ago now by super fighter team who some of you may recognize as being uh, this uh, kind of like indie company that's been releasing games for older systems for like the better part of uh 15 years now they were the ones that released the legend of wukong and um, beggar prince for the sega genesis which are two of the best rpgs you can have for the sega genesis and unfortunately those are worth like buku's online now because of that even though he has re-released them several times um and he's re-released a lot of other games, and one of which was this Nightmares Buster's game, which I had the opportunity to play at Super BitCon some years ago. And I was trying to win a copy at Super BitCon where you could play a Donkey Kong uh, competition cart, and whoever got the highest uh-huh. score at the end of the day would win a copy. And I I was like looking up strategies and like getting back in line to play the thing over again because you could do it multiple times. I must have played that stupid thing 10 times. I got pretty close at points and then like people saw the strategies I was using cuz I was like ripping stuff offline. And they were like, oh, uh-huh. this guy's got the right idea. And then I think a ringer came behind me because someone just completely wiped out my score. And I was like, oh, I'm not kidding that, whatever it was. And they ended up winning it. And then I just, it was kind of been on, on my list as something I wanted, but I don't think I've ever mentioned on the show. And it's just been on the back burner, you know, because I have wanted other stuff more. And yeah, uh-huh. that was in there just complete. And he says, yeah, I, I sent that because I bought it new and I don't really like it. And I was like, man, I remember kind of liking this game because I did oh, play wow. the demo at Super BitCon. And the thing is, he's right. Damn thing looks amazing. Uh, it's got like really big, beautiful sprites. You play as like this. I don't know how to describe him. He kind of looks like an imp or an elf or something with a top hat. What's the hat. game called again? What's the game Night- called? Nightmare Busters. And, Nightmare Buster. Look it up. And uh, he throws like playing cards, kind of a la Gambit, and he has like magic spells that you can use and charge and stuff. But once you start playing the game, you realize it's just a button masher, and uh, the new power-ups you get uh, aren't really that great. Uh, outside of the one that like shows throws a molten. Oh, I've seen
2: this game. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know where It's,
1: it's pretty, but uh, it it's not yeah. very good. Like. I played maybe like three, four levels deep, something like that. And I got really bored pretty quickly within uh-huh. 30 minutes or something. I was like, now I get what he meant by man. Because up until that point, I'd only played the five minute demo that they allowed you to play at a Super VitCon because there was a big line of people wanting to cry it. <laughs>
2: And I think the I got, SNES drunk did this or something like that. Yeah. I have seen this game recently, but it's it's yeah. still
1: like super cool. And I just I want him to mm-hmm. know. And anyone, you know, James, you've sent me stuff in the past as well, and I have stuff from friends dating back, you know, 20 years of stuff that I would like to sell or get rid of at some point. I will never sell anything that anyone gives me as far as uh, video game related stuff or whatever like that. Uh, it is just in my collection forever. Even if I were to sell my collection, those things that were gifts. In the very least, I would ask the people you know that gave it to me, "Hey, do you want this back, or what? What do you uh-huh. want to do with it?" Uh, I'm not one of these people. It's like, "Hey, sweet, free swag," and I'm going to throw it on eBay or something. I want to thank this guy, like again, Steve awesome dude uh super super appreciative uh he even sent there was like all kinds of toys in there too like little ninja turtle things there's a little like nes guy with arms and legs and a zapper and i was like i don't even know what this is but it's awesome so uh, all that stuff is on my shelves uh i don't have room for them that's awesome but uh they're still just super super cool so anyway
3: sure. uh, hold on before you before you leave that subject yeah in in the vein of old games and ninja turtles and such did you have you seen those um, arcade replicas that they've oh, made? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought about buying one?
1: Yeah, I did briefly. Um, they actually had them on sale at my local Walmart because uh, I guess they were trying to get rid of like old stock and they, the Ninja Turtle one was in there and they were $115 because I got a buddy that works at Walmart and he was like, Hey, come get this for like half price or whatever. And I was like, No, uh, just don't have room for it, man. But they are cool, they look really sweet. Uh, they play arcade perfect. Um, their marquee, or not marquee? What do you call that? The by the where the joystick and everything is uh, does have a tendency to like wear out real quick. Um, like the imagery and stuff on there gets scraped off very easily and stuff like that, um, which was a big turnoff. Apparently, they did put out something where you can lay that over it and it, like alleviates that problem, like some clear coating thing that sticks to it. But I'm still Mm -hmm. like, eh, I I wouldn't mind having one. But if I'm going to get a cabinet personally, it would be like a little mame cabinet that could just play everything I wanted to play on it. I'm not going to like limit myself to one game. Or if I did, it would be a full cab. You know, (sighs) my daughter is pushing something under my door.
3: One moment. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> It'd Be pretty cool to have that turtle cabinet, though. I mean, it's sweet, yeah,
3: dude, that's what I was thinking, James. I was like,
2: oh, the turtle cabinet would be great. The turtle, the Simpsons cabinet, the turtle cabinet, mm-hmm. the X Men cabinet. The X-Men. I mean, even the oh. uh, Alien vs. Predator. Well, that's only two player, I think. But one of those, God, I would, I could have some drinks and play that all night with some friends.
1: Well, Caroline is still six years old, <laughs> and her writing okay. is, you know, it's getting better. But as far as I can read, it says, "Dad." Can I Ate You, I Love You, So Much, and oh. Something I've Been Tomorrow, and then a picture with a question mark. I'm going to open my door and see what she wants. <laughs> you
2: do it. Josh and I will hang.
1: Yeah, I'll be right back.
2: Yeah, what other cabinets do you like, Josh? Oh, <laughs> what another arcade? So when I was in
3: middle school, I was I was a, a clarinet player, and my grandmother would take me to the local arcade no, 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 before no, my clarinet no, lesson. No, uh-huh. And... I've played a ton of Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: NBA Giving go uh-huh. and the uh, – uh, what was the X-Men cabinet? Not the old X-Men cabinet where you played with the four people, but it was the fighting game. Um, uh-huh. X-Men, it was Children of the kind of like man. Marvel versus Capcom. I think yeah. that might be right, Children of the Atom. Um, but those – I played a lot of those games, man. NBA Giving go was a fun one. They made a, a SNES version of it. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Obviously, not nearly as good as the cabinet, but it was still a good game.
0: Yeah, we had a. It, uh, it
3: was probably it was probably one of the better basketball games you could get up until like PlayStation two and three era. Mm-hmm. We we um,
1: had an NBA Jam cabinet in my. Uh, I used to room with uh, two other guys that were buddies of mine, and we had a NBA Jam cabinet and an Asteroids cabinet in the house. And they, this is. 10 years ago now, but we threw like this huge fucking party and we invited everyone and both cabinets crapped out the day before. And, uh, we also had a no. pool table. Yeah. We also had a pool table. That sucks. And then mm-hmm. while the party, like two hours into the party, the air conditioner died And we had, it was massively hot that day. It was like a hundred degree day. So at night it's like 90 plus. It was just the absolute worst, but we just drank more and uh, got through it. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Like we spent most of the party on my like deck. I had this huge deck at the time. It was a baller place. It's actually where I met my wife originally. Um, Well, I didn't meet her there, but I was dating her when I was first in that house um, about 11 years ago or whatever. And yeah, it it completely sucked, but yeah, that NBA j- jam cabinet was fucking baller. And at the time we bought it for my buddy bought it for I think 150 bucks, man, it was nothing. No one was carrying wow. the cabs back then.
3: yeah, you, what that's what do do things. It's that's something I wish would come back so bad as arcades, just yeah. in general. I mean, I mean, they
1: are you know. a little bit barcades are getting kind of big, but the problem is it's all old stock and all that stuff is going out you know mm-hmm. it's like you go in there and you're like oh sweet the simpsons and like the screen on the crt is all washed out and like bart's stick doesn't yeah. work or whatever and you're like what the fuck and you go play street fighter and it's got glitches and like spots and you know things on the screen that don't look right or the colors are all weird everything's got problems you know everything yeah because everything is at least two decades old you know and
2: yeah they're not making any more of those things no. i mean they're making them but very slowly mm-hmm we not the
1: old ones, though. Oh boy.
4: Well, let's keep talking about this game. I think yeah, been,
1: let's uh, <laughs> let's go into Lufia the game. Lufia Two. Lufia Two, man. Uh, man, this is a game that Josh has been on our ass about wanting to play for a long time, and Steve too. Uh, yeah. Steve is like, he said this is his absolute favorite game. I wanted to get him on the show, as well, but I'm completely fucking lazy and forgot um but he is he like wrote facts for this thing and like knew exactly how many enemies to kill to like level up to enough to be able to defeat uh gades at the bit or all this shit and he was like yeah you could do this and this and like just knew it off the top of his head it was like scary actually um steve you need to get a life brother no i'm kidding uh, no. <laughs> but man this is for me josh i don't know about you james did you play this before
2: I, no, this was a game I never picked up. My neighbors had it, so I, I was familiar with it. But no, I never. This is my first time playing through it.
1: Right, me, me too. And I, the thing is, for me though, is like I had memories of playing this, and I still do. But I think what happened was like I played through Lufia One, and I remember it being subpar. Um, it was okay. It was okay. It has uh, some major issues. The The biggest one, the biggest offender is I hate any game where if you attack all your guys on one guy and it dies with the first slash, all your other guys attack air. Then it just uh, says, miss, hmm. miss, miss. And Luffy 1 did that. And I was like, okay. that. Yes, it does. I hated that. And then mm-hmm. uh, it's clunky <laughs> in a lot of other ways. And I, I remember writing this, and for some reason I wrote it off as being the exact same as 1. And I, I don't think I gave it more than maybe a few hours play, if even that, because uh, I just remembered it as being Lufia 1. And boy, howdy, within like an hour or two, I was like, this is a completely different fucking game. And not only that, this game is fucking awesome. Um, I could not stop playing it. At first, I was like, oh, man, I shouldn't have ordered this thing. Uh, I paid a little much for it, um, but I did want to box with it. I, got, I didn't get a manual or the map. Because those things are going for like two hundred bucks, and I was like probably worth it, but I just don't have that right now. But I did pay like uh, right around a hundred for uh, my copy um, with the box, and the box is a little beat, but whatever. And I I was immediately within two or three hours, you know, spoilers I guess was like, man, this game is awesome. I don't know. Um, you you play as a group of misfits, I don't know, that are trying to save the world from the Sinestrals. That's the name of the game, Rise of the Sinestrals, right, Josh?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a
1: prequel
2: it's to the first one, right? It's, it's a, a prequel
1: to the first one. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So this is your, you know, Star Wars New Hope of the Lufia games, I guess. And... Uh, <laughs> Gosh, what's the you know what? It's been I I haven't played this game, full disclosure, in like ten days now or something, and I did play and beat another game in between this. Uh, so it is a little bit that's starting to fade a little bit in my mind. The main character's name, what was it? Maxim. Maxim. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but you play as Maxim and uh, you, ca- you, for some reason you're good with a sword and no one knows why, you know, they're like, uh-huh. did you have any Something training? Special about you. And it's yeah. the, the old trope. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I've just always known how to use it, man. You know, and <laughs> and he's, he's really good with a sword and uh, he's got this chick that is on his dick. Just 24 <laughs> seven wanting to be his friend.
0: <laughs> Tia. T-
1: And he could just not give a fuck about Tia, you know, Um, writes her off just as soon as he sees something a little better. He's like, I'm out. But, Uh uh, you know, that's at least they don't pull their punches because that's what a man does. So there you go. It's the
3: OG friend zone, man. It's the original uh friend zone.
1: Yeah, she's like, Trying to cook him a meal, this fucking fish, and she's like, "Yeah, I never heard of anyone eating this dumpster fish, whatever it is. They like describe it as being a pretty <laughs> <The> phantom <laughs> fish. <laughs> the phantom fish. It's like disgusting." And he's like, "Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have cooked it." And she's like, "Yeah, this tastes <laughs> funny, right?" And he, you know, she's not a great cook. She's not the brightest chick. She's not the best character. She's pretty decent early on. I mean, she she has uh, access to a lot of spells, and she gets like unreasonable amounts of MP. Um, so yeah, she does real quick, not bad. Um, and then shortly thereafter you meet up with, uh, your third character that you'll meet guy. And, and he's a just, you know, he's, he's got good stats. He's strong. He's strong, but good. Um, but he's no magic, no magic. And he just lacks flavor, you know, unlike later on, you'll get Decker, uh, albeit somewhat briefly. um, who's just everything guy is, but better in my opinion, because he's actually got this whole personality and stuff about him. And I really wish, uh, you know, they had, uh, chose differently on the characters that you have in game, but they guy sticks around. He leaves a couple of times, but, um, and I'm forgetting exactly when and where, because again, it's been a few days for me. Um, if anyone wants to jump in, feel free.
3: He leaves originally when you get, um, when you get Celine, he leaves for a while. Um, he leaves when – I want to say when you, leave, when you get Decker at one point. At one he point, yeah, I think he does. For a little bit. And then he joins back up, and the two of them have like a buddy bromance thing about who's the stronger guy. It's kind of ridiculous. The, well, that's, that's yeah, one thing. Decker's nothing but comedy.
1: right. And that's one thing I want to mention about the game. Is like it was so fucking refreshing to me. And James, maybe you agree with me. Like I love the lunar games because they're lighthearted in a lot of ways. They they make fun of themselves. You know, like there are quips yeah. in the game where it's mm-hmm. obviously poking fun at itself. And this game does that. It I was like it sure does. I was like, when was this game made? Because the only game I know of from that era that did anything like that that was that self-aware was. Um, was Lunar, and this game absolutely does the the exact same thing. It's got lighthearted characters well, the, and just funny moments all throughout.
3: The game was released in Japan in 1995 and released here in 1996, and that's about the same time as the original Lunar, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I'd be right about that same era, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I was 15, 16 when Lunar came out, so... Yeah, somehow this just was one of those, you know. And I was an avid Super Nintendo player, and I, of course, I did have that that same era, the Sega CD, and then the PlayStation came out right around then too. So it was just probably like a perfect storm of shit happening, where like I I must have rented it and just just played a little bit, you know. And that's just I like,
2: think probably Chrono Trigger also. I think yeah, Chrono Trigger is coming out around the yeah Chrono Trigger does. Yeah, so yeah, it came was, out. That probably that's probably the very tail end out. of the Super Nintendo. This game was good, though. Um, I think the thing that, that sets it apart the most for me was the puzzle solving. Yeah. In, like, every dungeon. Which, you know, actually, it it, it, it was kind of fun, you know, to, to be honest. Like, it, it, it did get a little, like, stressful times. But I so I felt like it was taking me forever to, like, get through a dungeon. But, you know, looking back, like, actually, that, that does set it apart from, like, yeah. You know your Final Fantasies and everything else. Cause, cause there
1: are some some puzzles that are like completely bullshit easy, and you're just like, oh, uh-huh. right, why am I? It's just tedium, you know. And I hate puzzles like that. And they're in here, and that's just a product of the era. And then there are some puzzles that are like batshit hard, where I legitimately had to look them up. Specifically, the color puzzle, I think. Um, or yeah, the,
3: yeah, the color boxes, yeah, the color color like, blocks in the Sky I, Tower.
1: I messed with it for a few minutes. I was like, you know what, no. I just looked that shit up.
2: Um, oh, it feels so good, though, when you solve it, though. That no, was the I'd, thing. Like, I, I think I
1: did the first one or two, and then the third one, I was like, yeah, no, no, fuck
2: this, <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. But, It did artificially, like, yeah, prolong the game, which, you know. You the first
3: pain-in-the-ass puzzle comes when you're chasing Bart and Barty after they've stolen the crown. Oh, uh, yeah. And you've got to change the three different block colors to get rid of them.
2: yeah. Yep. Um, um, I like, how, like I liked, I liked how all the you know, enemies are on screen. It's not random battles. You can see and try to avoid the yeah, who you want to fight. And, and you can paralyze, too, if you want. Right, I, I you
3: like can, mm-hmm. games.
1: You can shoot them with various things. You get, like, uh, and that was going to be my next point, is you get items uh, kind of like you would in, uh, like, say, Secret Breath of Man or Breath of Fire or whatever that mm-hmm. uh, you can use on the overworld map to one help solve puzzles like you get bombs early on which is nice uh you have your sword which can clear debris and stuff like this you have the ability yep. to pick things up turn in place and then you later on you'll get uh arrows a arrow. fire arrows uh hook shot effectively um, a hammer hook a hammer hook yeah it's like basically a ball and chain right Mm-hmm. and uh, all these things have different abilities and they uh, in addition to being used in the uh, dungeon in which you find them, uh, you can go back to earlier dungeons and there's oftentimes uh, little hidden secrets and stuff that you can get to with these things now which is just that's that's awesome. every good RPG does something of this nature that that breathes new life into the earlier levels or it gives you like that whole like Symphony and night thing where you see something you can't quite reach and you'll be like, you know uh-huh. what I got to get a new ability or something to be able to do this um so i love that, that is good and, and- chrono
2: trigger had those like black <laughs> treasure chests yeah that you couldn't open until i don't remember some point in the game, and then like yeah, you can go back that was cool
1: the aforementioned lunar at least the original version uh in order to open up the, the red treasure chest or orange yeah. you had to go to the thieves guild first and kyle had to learn how to open up uh long, long chest. Except uh if I remember right in that, he he would just pick the chest up. They were like trying to teach him. He's like, Oh, screw this and he just picks it up and bangs it against a rock until it opens. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Typical Kyle. Again that kind of humor and this game has it in spades too. Now, uh James, did Let's you did you beat Gades? Uh, no.
2: I got yeah. up until I got the <laughs> I got the fourth um party member and then just everything fell apart in my life I school see. and work and everything so i had to bow out and then final fantasy 7 arrived and i kind of was starting to split hey, man, time it's, anyways
1: it's understandable i fully expected you know that's part <laughs> hey. of the reason why we got josh on here but josh yeah you beat, no you beat shame Gades. man no shame Dave. okay <laughs> you've beat Gates many times oh yeah and uh i i guess I, I i had it in my head that i had done this and again it's like I'm doing it and I'm going, no, I've definitely never done it. I was like, because I'm reading the strategy guy, I'm like, yeah, this all sounds familiar. And I must be like superimposing some other game, uh, and who knows which one. Because a lot of games do this Well, they'll give you uh, an enemy that's supposed to beat you, right? But you can. Yeah, supposed
3: you, to beat you. It's story driven. You can't win, kind of.
1: But if you level up enough, you can beat him and you are rewarded in this game. You sure can. With uh, an item called the Gades Blade, which. Makes Guy an unstoppable force for the next five. It six sure does. Hours. The only
3: thing it doesn't affect are undead enemies. Yeah. So. Ghouls, zombies, sure. vectors skeletons—those I mean, things—it doesn't
1: affect us. It brought his attack power from like one seventy or so. I, I put a screenshot in Discord somewhere to like three hundred and fifty or so. It's ridiculous
0: yeah, it's how ridiculous. much. It. it's ridiculous. Like,
1: what the hell? And then it's got a an ability which we failed to mention. Another cool system they have in this game is, uh, in addition to magic, you have this thing which kind of like limit breaks before limit breaks.
3: IP right? attacks. Yeah, IP attacks. It's a limit break essentially.
1: Where, depending on what you have equipped, and this is for all your equipment, not just your weapon, some of them will have abilities, you know, where Mm -hmm. um, you can do anything from heal to uh, deal extra damage or cast effectively what is a spell. And the way you quote-unquote cast these things is you get IP as you get hit by enemies. You get this bar that will raise up, very similar to Limit Breaks. And um, when it gets full enough, you're able to use that item in combat for set effect uh the equipped item and yeah the Gades blade man it has this attack that's Octostrike. called strike yeah and it just keeps attacking you know <laughs> and it just whatever's in uh, front of it is gone now it takes a lot of fucking uh ip it, it takes
3: all of your ip every every bit of it
1: but it kills every bit of everything that i came across i get to a boss <laughs> just be like octo strike and it would just oh that guy's dead you know, it just <laughs> decimated everything. It it really did put the game on easy mode. Now, um, I did spend an inordinate of amount of time because there are some guys that say you can beat Gage at level twenty five. I was level thirty five, I think. And... Yeah,
3: I, the the twenty five level strategy. I don't know how that guy does it because one of uh, one of Gage's destructo wave. Yeah, it, it's wipes your whole party. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I could see so, doing it. Um, there is items in the game that raise uh, strength, defense, a, um, uh, MP, HP, all that kind of stuff. There are actual items that you can use that will raise it up mm-hmm. a few points. And there are random yeah. enemies that just drop those things. So if you were to the farm those enemies uh, enough, you could get enough items to where you could be level 25 and have an extra few hundred HP or whatever You know, if you did it enough. I didn't do that. <laughs> I fought uh, fucking bees for, I want to say, over 10 hours to try Jesus. and get 32 B rocks um, so that I could have Fumi at level four. And uh, that's another thing we failed to mention. I guess that's my problem. Um, you can get these different characters. Capsule monsters. Capsule monsters that are effectively the fourth member of your party. Um, you fifth. want to tell us fifth? Is it fifth? You're right.
3: It's the fifth. It's the fifth member. But you can't yeah. control them. They They AI themselves.
1: Do you do you remember them all offhand, Josh Because I'll let you take it away. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. There's Fumi. Um, oh shit! Blaze. There's.
2: I just had a dog. That was the one I got to.
3: That's yeah. Blaze. Yeah, you. That's missed the Fumi, second man. one that you get. Uh huh. Fumi's the first one, and you have to go to a little mountain, uh-huh. in. Uh, Outside of outside of guys' area area, I think. Yeah, it's and, just like uh, a little
1: tree or something, and you just talk to them.
3: Yeah, and they give you this little this little <laughs> uh, little foam thing, and it turns into it ends up turning into a uh, a fox uh, a nine essentially from Pokemon. Yeah, oh. and he's boss. Uh, all right, so all all of them are uh, Fumi, which is Gels, and then there's Flash, Gusto, Zappy, Darby, Sully, and Blaze. And, I had to look through my book because I couldn't remember. Right. And, and they all have they all have an element.
1: And honestly, the first two you get are the best two. Um,
3: yes, they are. Because they neither, Blaze will still run away. Yeah. But very, very rarely. All the others run away in combat really fast. Um yeah,
1: Fumi almost never runs away. Uh, I saw him. Fumi run away. will not run away. No, he. Fumi will die before he'll run away. He definitely does run away because I had it happen to me. Oh, yeah? one time. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it was during the Gage fight. He got hit with uh, the wave early, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm out," and he just left. I was like, "Okay, whatever." But uh, after wow, all, after all that leveling, that son of a bitch took off, and I was like, "Are he you kidding you, me? Dude. What a bitch!" <laughs> Uh, still still beat Gage, no problem, because I fucking way over-leveled. Shouldn't have spent 10 hours farming B-Rock, but I figured, whatever, I want to level 4 Fumi uh, earlier than you could get him normally, and I very much did that. And then the rest of the game was a fucking breeze because I just had all this excess gill, and um, or whatever they call it in this game. Uh, I think it's just gold. It's gold. It's just and, gold. And um, yeah, it just ran through the game easily after that. Uh, didn't beat the game myself uh i do have a reason for that um there is an optional tower in this game um and an optional yeah, the- casino in the game um didn't mess much with the casino outside of just i had a ton of money so i bought some stuff from them uh, because you can convert your real money into chips and then you can use those chips to buy stuff or you can attempt to uh win Play the, game the casino like- yeah but i didn't unlock the back room how do you do that josh
3: uh, the kingdom that's right across from it, yeah. you have to go over there and do them a, a favor, and they give you a VIP card. Oh, I thought I had done that, but maybe not. Uh, suck.
1: But anyway, yeah, um, so you can get one of the best weapons in the game that way, some, like the Dragon Blade. The Dragon Blade. Like yeah.
3: It's a super, super strong weapon.
1: And you can get it rel- relatively early. now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you can. I have issues with the tower. Um, I I did get to the point where is the in-game team um, guy Celine uh, who ends up being your wife. Um, we kind of
3: Maxim and Artie. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah, that's the team I had. Um, I think Art Artie is he the uh, he's a scientist guy or whatever.
3: No, that's Lexus. Oh yeah, Artie is a you get you get Artie is a uh, he's an elf that you get at the very end of the game.
1: Okay, I didn't cool. get to him then. I have Lexus. Um, so I don't know how much more I have, but, uh, I'm definitely in game levels. I'm like at level 45 or 50 or something with all my characters. I think my lo- lowest is like 45 and that would be Lexus.
3: Um, Oh dude, if you just power level on the ocean just a little bit, you'll gain level so super fast. Yeah. Uh,
1: those enemies are much harder. I do have, uh, the, the bigger of the two boats or whatever. I've got that already. So I can go like anywhere. Um, it doesn't fly. It does it fly later. It does. I thought it might. I, I don't think I got it to fly yet, although maybe I did, and I'm just misremembering. Because I do remember that Lexus was building an engine that could like do whatever, and maybe I got. I already have it flying. I, I can't remember. Um, my, my thing that caused me to quit the game is the uh, the dungeon where you can go 100 levels, right? Um, yeah. This game is... It's
3: the optional dungeon.
1: Yeah, it's optional. Um, the whole thing, the whole shtick to this dungeon, and I definitely did it in the original Lufia 2, and it's um it's essentially the same. You start off uh, with no weapons and at level 1, and if you die, mm-hmm. the only consequence is you start back at the beginning. There are no save points within the dungeon. Mm-hmm. It is uh, randomly generated. Uh, yep. The treasure that you find within is the only equipment that you can use. The only spells yep. you can use are also... In the... Equipment. Inside
0: those treasures.
1: <laughs> so, like, depending on what you roll, you can have either a really easy time or a really fucking hard time trying to get through. Now, the one saving grace is if you got the Gates blade, the aforementioned Gades blade, you get that at the it beginning. Comes with you. So you've got at least one party member who can hit like a there's, fucking monster.
3: There's a caveat. Yeah? The blue treasure chests.
1: Exactly. There are blue treasure chests within... That when you open those up, you get to keep that treasure regardless. And if you go back through the cave, you have those items, right? Yeah. So you can go through multiple times and you get a spell at level 20 or a item at level 20 called Providence. The Providence. That you can use to warp out and keep those items, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So the first time I got to level 25 or so, and was considering warping out because I had a couple of decent blue chest items and was like, yeah, I'll just warp out, but didn't. And then I died and I lost a uh, hour or whatever. Oh, and I was oh, like, oh no, I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, the second time I got much better drops early on, very early. Uh, I had at the end of it, I had six decker swords, which you don't need six, but it's a great no, item. No, because only. All- <laughs> Only one dude can have it, but still it's the one you want if you want to beat that slime guy, right? Um, yeah and uh, I was like, yeah, I, I, i'm I'm here. you know, I had fought every enemy on the way there because I wanted to be and you don't have to uh, I've been told this, but I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna fight everything, right which is dangerous. but I was getting really good drops. I got a a, a weapon for, oh gosh, Celine, I want to say, like super early that was awesome. From a blue chest, and then I got a blade sword. Maybe, and then I.
3: I oh, dude, the blade sword is awesome. It's probably like her fourth best weapon. Uh,
1: yeah, but I, I got like it was unreal. It was like, man, how can I lose? And then I got um, I got the stronger spell, which James has some uh, things to say about stronger. He didn't. Why don't you tell him, James? I don't want to spoil it.
2: i had no idea that was the cure spell i was like when the fuck am i gonna get a cure spell in this game every time i cast that i was like okay there goes my attack good my attacks up by like you know 30 or whatever and then like it was way too late like i was eight hours in i was like i'd like look it up and i was like holy fuck i've had this the whole goddamn time i've been using herbs or whatever to cure myself during battle and i had a fucking person in my party that had you know cure spells Uh, yeah it is a weird
3: i could Weird I can see how you would make that mistake.
2: <laughs> yeah. Why
3: the fuck do they call it stronger?
1: It, it sounds. Like uh, I don't know. Hey,
3: it's some of the other uh, healing magics that they have too are like Rally and Champion,
0: right? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Rally <laughs> is the you know one
1: where like it, you you get up from death,
3: right? Yeah, you get up from death, but it also cures at the party too. Uh, it,
1: and Rally? That sounds like some. Again, it sounds like a strength buff. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. You know, Maybe in the instruction manual it defines all these things. I'm sure it does, it,
0: but
3: uh,
2: uh, for those, of us I don't, don't have think it one. does. I have, a, I have the instruction manual.
3: <laughs> well, not Zoom go.
1: oh, serious fun. Um, yeah, Oops. they they made some mistakes, and uh, some of the other mistakes uh, were the glitches, which I I will get into because I didn't experience. You you said there are several. I didn't experience any until I got in this dungeon. And then I started seeing the one glitch you were telling me about where, like, I would have a item equipped and it would, like, have half the name of the yeah. other item. <laughs> of
3: start, the other item. Yeah, I'd have, yeah. like,
1: a, a blazing rod or a iron That's armor funny. hat or whatever. You know, it was like... And then you would exit the menu and go back and it would be back to normal. Uh, it, yeah. It's not a game-breaking glitch by any means. It was just, like, no. weird. And it, you know, I started noticing it in these dungeons. Uh, maybe it happened before and I just didn't notice. I don't know. But, um... But the one major one was when I got to the very bottom where that slime is, it looked like I was walking in the uh, kill screen of Pac-Man. Everything was just like all yes. numbers It was
3: all 18. glitched.
1: Yeah. And I was like, fuck, am I going to have to reset this thing? Um, and I was like, no, I'm definitely not doing that. I'm just going to try and beat this son of a bitch and um, get out of here. And I did that, uh, beat him. Uh, it's a good battle, and it's a funny battle, too, because he's like the king of the slimes. He's like, yeah, I'm a slime, but I'm the king of the slimes. I'm the top slime or the royal jelly or something funny, you know, and you're like, aha, whatever.
3: Yeah, but he, he calls himself the royal jelly.
1: He's just a slime, and, but he's a very, very tough slime. And you beat him, and you get you uh, you know, uh, you get out of the dungeon. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd been playing at that point for like six and a half, seven hours. I'd played all night to do this. Um, and I thought for some reason, I thought that there was a save point beyond the one guy that you talked to on the other side where you enter. I thought, I don't know why. And I talked to that guy and it put me back in the dungeon at level one. And I actually, oh. yeah, I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. But I, I got through it and I got the Providence and I got out and I went to my, I was like, Oh, thank God. You know? So I, at this point it's like, light outside <laughs> you know i played all through the night and birds are chirping and dogs are barking and shit. And i'm like i should have went to bed hours ago and um <laughs> i go to the menu just to make sure that all the items that i had were still in my i was like oh i need to, you know something was in my brain like i'm worried that uh i didn't have those items for whatever reason i don't like i hope i still have yeah there's uh, and then i tried to exit and the game was frozen Oof. and Music's playing. Couldn't get out of that, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I felt like throwing up. I was like, "I don't, I don't know what to do." You know, and I was just like, "You know what? I, I, I can't even look at the game right now. I love the game, and I want to keep playing, but after that, I just—that's all I could think of was I just wasted seven, eight hours, and
3: my soul hurts for you, Blaine. <laughs>
1: I was like, "You Jesus. know what?" fuck this fucking game. And you know, I know I'm strong enough to beat it without going through the dungeon, but I had such a good run on that dungeon. I was like, Oh man, I'm unstoppable. You know? And, uh, it felt really good. I know I did it. Uh, my daughter knows because she, I was actually up by time. I was like winding down and she saw me playing. Uh, she might not remember, but there I was with all this cool stuff. Of course she can't read. so I should have took a picture, uh, or something, but I was thinking I'd, I'd save, you know? And it, one in the cards whatever the um other yeah, it, glitches were
3: ancient dungeon is a is a game unto itself
1: it is it is and it's a glitchy son of a bitch apparently um because i did and that was you know that was outside of the dungeon but still all the glitches that i seem to see within the game were all right there in that dungeon all in there and i just uh the only other glitch that i had um mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was a glitch or if it was just the Super Nintendo at one point about 10 hours in I was playing and then the game just reset itself and I saw the title screen I'm like oh fuck but I had just saved like 10 minutes before so it was like no harm no foul and it didn't erase anything. And uh, the game worked fine after that, never had another issue with it resetting. And I never had it freeze except for that one time where I went into my item menu and it was just like, nope, you're never leaving. And the music's everything's playing, you know, um, but I couldn't move oh. the cursor or anything. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? And again, you know, that's it's probably my fault for insisting on playing upon original hardware that at this point is, you know, more than old enough to vote, uh, drink, and probably be divorced twice at this point, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, but it, it just
3: feels right playing on the original stuff, you know. Well, I've, I've always been told, and I, I've i played it emulated a couple of times, but I've always been told the emulation's even worse.
1: That's Yeah, see, that's part of what I was reading, too, and part of why I went ahead and just bought a copy was everyone said... Um, Everything Online says this game is notorious for having horrible glitches if you attempt to emulate it. Um, Of course, Mm -hmm. Kujo in the forums, he said he had no problem emulating it two decades ago. That's how I played
2: it. I I played it through emulation, through a certain website. What is it? Uh, Play NES Lufia. What is this? Retrogames.cc slash SNES. Oh, Retrogames.com. Nice. Yeah, so that's where I played, and it, it worked fine. You know, through at least the parts I went through. So. Uh,
1: oh wow! I assumed you were gonna play it through your SNES Classic. I thought for sure that that would be on. <sighs> when
2: I have a baby, and it's, one, not, it's like, not. It's not one better. of the
1: retro games. No, no, I but James has a hacked one.
2: I I loaded Oh, you, it, you it haven't loaded. Unloaded m- it all up, but I, I can only have I only have one hand free right now because I'm holding a ten month old most of the time. So I play it on my laptop, which this game's hard to do because you have to like press buttons at once in order to do a command well
3: and here's the funny thing for you james if you played on og hardware you actually can hold the left trigger button through battle and it the left bumper will will approve whatever you want
0: oh so
3: it's all you have to do is use your thumb to move around the battlefield and hit the left button
2: left bumper for my action button huh Mm-hmm. I, I do have a SNES or a Super yeah, Super Nintendo controller with the USB port. Maybe I can dust that off and plug it in and just I play mean, that way.
1: Absolutely. This is, you know, and I'm, I'm not uh, exaggerating. This is one of my absolute favorite Super Nintendo games and top 10 RPGs of all time at this point. Like, I really loved this game. I can't stress enough well, how much I like it. I'm very happy. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, it's probably on the lower end of that 10, you know, full, you know, I could think of another five easy, but it is so fucking good. I, and I expected to like it, um, but not as much as I did. I, I knew I had a lot of problems with the original Lufia. I liked it, too. Yeah. I remember liking it, but I was like, man, this is going to be a slog. I, I figured, you know, that's kind of why I've been putting it off. And to hear, you know, like Derek and Dawn talk about it, you know, I re-listened to their episode because I thought it was the RPG show, but it was uh Derek and Donna of this podcast, or at least this feed that had played through this at one point. And Don, I think forgot the insect crush. And then he had a real problem fighting that spider.
3: Yes. I remember listening to that episode. God, he trashed it so hard because yeah. he got rid of the insect crush.
1: He was like, "Yeah, this game and is he fucking impossible, and I, I can't beat the yeah. spider." And then he had to like do a bunch of leveling up or something to be able to beat it. Well, I I got to that spider thinking like, "This thing's gonna crush me without insect crush." And then oh, like,
3: you whooped his ass! Oh you.
1: God, he was so easy. I was like, "God <laughs> damn it, man! What are you talking about?" Are you uh, he just had to be so severely under leveled because you could beat that thing with whatever you've got. You don't have to have insect crush. Yeah.
3: And if you have the insect crush, it just makes yeah, it
1: easier. Yeah, if you have insect crush, that guy is like completely easy. But if you didn't save the insect crush, and you know why would you? You know, good on him. A lot of players, myself included. Uh, if I get a sword that has a special ability that says times two damage versus whatever, that's in my inventory for a long time because if I run up against a boss that is of that type. You, you can be damn sure I'm going to equip that even if it does have severely lowered stats, mm-hmm. you know, because if it's got 100 power, times 2 is 200, and if my normal weapon is 150, well, guess what is stronger? I mean, it's just math. Come on. Come on, guys.
0: Yeah, This absolutely. is RPG...
1: 101, Uh, not to make fun of the guy, you know, but, uh, but a lot of players, um, don't do that. And they do just as they get the newest equipment, they just sell off all the old. And I have a bad habit of keeping stuff way too long, which this game, you do have a limited inventory, so you need to start selling stuff. And, uh, luckily there is also something very innovative, which I hadn't seen since like Shining Force two where they have, Island. yeah, forfeit Island, every item that you sell, in the game or throw away or
3: feed or, or feed.
1: feed or feed you, cause you can feed your capsule monsters to level them up items. Um, will end up at this item shop and you can rebuy them. So if you, oh, wow. yeah, if you accidentally throw away whatever it is or, or sell it or whatever, it is not lost forever. You can go and get this thing later on in the game, which is just what a, what a move, what a forward thinking, awesome move on their part to, to add something like yeah. that. Just brilliant um hmm. just just a great game all around good story good quirkiness good writing uh does have major issues with glitches and stuff and the ending is a real downer um i didn't get to it God, but, yeah but it's been spoiled to me and if you played lufia one you already kind of know if you played lufia
3: one it's right there at the beginning yeah
1: so uh you can explain it josh it'll give you some time to talk you you know it better than me anyway
3: do you want me to explain the ending or the whole story? <laughs> uh, the story. Sure. Whole just, story. just do the whole thing,
1: buddy. Let's hear you.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, so the story begins off, I mean, you get a big old cut scene if you, if you don't push the start button, and the sinistrals are all gathering up, and you see this red light that comes over, over a town, and you see a scene with the sinistrals, kind of irrelevant. You start off with Maximum, who, who ends up chasing that red light, who ends up being um uh, Gade's and you're sent on a quest to stop the Sinistrals, and you gather party members, like any typical JRPG, uh, going from town to town to town, as you find out that Maxim is one of the few people in the world who could actually stick against the Sinistrals. The whole quest of the Sinistrals is to destroy the whole world and to subjugate it. Uh, You end up getting pulled into uh, all these little... Quests for the towns, obviously, like I said, like, like typical JRPGs. And eventually, you make it to the Sinistrals. When you get there, the Sinistrals kill Selene and Maxim, the two main characters, the two main protagonists. Uh, Maxim makes it all the way to the bottom of the dungeon to save the world, but the end of the game is his son being raised by their by her aunt, by the wife's aunt. Uh, and that's super short synopsis of the game, but yeah, that's it. I mean, that, that's that's it's typical jrpg with the fact that the main characters die
1: <laughs> it's dark man for a, a super Nintendo it, it, game, it's that's pretty super dark. dark yeah especially with the levity that this game has too because it it doesn't seem like a game that would have like permadeath in any way and then boom
3: so. and then it, it, it just happens <laughs> yeah uh
1: fantastic fucking game i don't know what else to say about it if anyone else has anything else they want to say about it I absolutely say it now um other than that i think we've been recording for yeah a little about over an hour about an hour which is right about where we need to be um mm-hmm. anyone else got anything else they want to say
2: great game um you know one of the ones that's on my list to finish here um since maybe Age when summer list. hits
1: yeah, pro- yeah you know i keep thinking like i say and i'm like yeah i'm gonna get back to this i'll probably not get back to this for a decade but uh it is one that you know, is going to be one that I will definitely actually play again at some point. Cause it is, it's just an excellent game. And honestly, one of the reasons to own a super Nintendo, um, you know, there's to me, there's a lot of reasons to own a super Nintendo, but, uh, this is one of the top 10 easy for me. It's like Chrono Trigger and this, and like a lot of those games you can get elsewhere. is the thing this, you it, really, you can only emulate it or have it on the super Nintendo. Cause it, nowhere else we won't talk about the ds whatever it was no we won't talk about the remake which it was apparently (laughs) absolute ass and they just did everything garbage yeah wow so uh, you can get that for cheap and it's the same story but it doesn't play at all the same like got rid of all the puzzles (laughs) the battle is like action oriented instead of everything oh wow really yeah everything good about lufia 2 they
3: you start off with all the characters already there yeah really Wow! Oh yeah, it's it's not pleasant. It's a horrible, horrible game.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense, you know. Um, and I I complain about the the things they did to Lunar, uh, you know, over the course of several. But all those at least remain somewhat true to the original source material. But apparently, like in Lufia too, they just were like, "No, we know it's a good game, but we're just let's try something completely different for no reason." You know reason.
3: what's what's horrible about that remake? Is a lot of the people who made Lufia Two, the original, were in on helping with that one? Makes no sense to me.
1: Yikes! Makes no sense. It'd be like the makers of Chrono Trigger are like, instead of making it this, let's make it this action RPG where you start out with everybody and take everything. And it plays like Zelda (laughs) Two. Yeah, just side scroller. It makes no sense, but. So stay That's away from idiots. that unless you're just like a major collector. Like I wouldn't mind having it, but I don't even want to spend the twenty or so bucks that it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's worth.
3: As much as I love the original, when I bought the remake, hoping that it would be something good, it was. It's the only game that I've owned in the last fifteen years that I sold. Wow! Yeah. I I took it back to the store and got store credit. I said, "This is a horrible game." <laughs>
1: I yeah I uh, I don't sell anything. I mean I've sold a couple of things I've regretted, but it's been a decade ago since you know I, I keep everything. I'm just I'm a hoarder.
3: Let's be real. Um, it's all right. <laughs> you're a collector. Yeah, I like your collector.
1: Hector the collector. But yeah, I'm trying to slowly get rid of some of this stuff and like send it to random people. So <laughs> I sent James a huge box. Cost more than probably the contents were worth. But just <laughs> <to> send it <laughs> like 30 bucks, Very i was awesome. like yeah, just take it. Um Right. Yeah, that's that's about all I have to say about this. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at um, Is It Worth It Podcast. You can uh, find James at James and Mulholland. Uh, if Josh wants to plug anything, you feel free to do so. Uh, I don't think you got anything Bye. yet, Bye. right? I have nothing to plug. <laughs> right, but uh, he is yes. in Discord, so you can find him in Discord. Be sure to check us out in Discord. Uh, you can find links yes. to that on um, the RPG Show's website, and also uh, Cujo is putting all our old episodes linkable on their their website there as well as RetroRPG.net, where you would normally go. Um, that's just a convenience thing. We're not, like, switching sides or anything like that. It's just we're... You know, we've been sister stations with those guys for so long at this point that it's just like, let's just put everything in one consolidated place if you want to find that. Our old episodes of uh, Video Games the Movie are there, and we may be doing some more of those relatively soon. Me and Kujo are in talks on doing that. We have another show. Oh, that'd show. be great. Yeah, we have another show. I love that show. Wow! With... Um, with Josh, that uh, he's been on, uh, have you been, just the once twice. or twice now, yeah? yeah. Twice. Um, and twice. That we're doing called the RPG Roundtable that we're just doing sporadically. It's a fan show. If you're a fan of this show and you ever want to be on that show, just let me know. Again, get in Discord. We we let Versnick be on twice. We will literally take anyone. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's a good guy I'm just giving you shit but it, it's a good show um, the RPG show themselves have put out a new episode recently so check that out if, if you've unsubscribed to their feed after the boy they were salty um yeah a little bit um it you know a lot of people probably thought that show was gone uh rightfully so but uh Cujo's stepping up the plate and uh he and nick got together and put out an episode with a little bit of help from someone in the in in, in the background there um because they didn't have all their recording equipment up yet but uh and editing and stuff, but, uh, we're getting those shows out too. So yeah, with a lot of, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, uh, check us out on all those things. If you want to write me, you can write me at a uh, simon Belmont at, um, outlook.com. No one ever writes me. You can write uh, James at good buddy, James. Uh, Speaking of
2: which, do we teammate. have a, do we have an extra life podcast coming out after we, this?
1: We or? can have an extra life. I'm not sure which one it is. I don't remember. I hope
2: either. so.
3: I've enjoyed those. I I have enjoyed them, and
1: and in addition to that, I have a couple of Caroline's corners that uh, Caroline and I have recorded, and uh, I'm going to put one of those after this as well. So from what you're hearing, we'll probably fade out some music. I'm going to put in an extra life. I'm not sure what it is. I I think the last one I did was Zelda, if I remember correctly. Uh, Probably Pokemon then. Okay, probably Pokemon, and then uh, Final
2: Fantasy. I think you're going to love Final Fantasy. A good
1: one. Did I already do five? I can't remember. I think I did the last one. I did was number five. I it's hard Ugh. to remember. Um, but yeah, we I've got a couple of Caroline's corners. We did uh, Caroline. Caroline sitting next to me. Do you remember what we did for Caroline's corner? King Oddball. That's right. Because we unlocked new levels in King Aww. Oddball. Yeah. So uh, look forward to that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We played so much King Oddball and so much Peggle Two. Like I'm about to platinum those games. It's uh, <laughs> <that's> ridiculous. <laughs> I like you. Yes, I know you did. Mm, well, very play, good. She plays a lot of Peggle two, which we're probably gonna be playing in a little bit. I'm probably gonna play some more games because Caroline cannot fall asleep despite it being almost midnight at this point. This whole convent thing with the kids staying home all the time. Oh my god, she takes every bit of advantage Dude. of sleeping in until noon
0: <laughs> Good for her.
1: I mean yeah more power to her I get it I'm the same way I think that they should do away with this early school days it's been proven time and time again that if you you know make it more like 10 11 o'clock when kids start school they just do infinitely better children do better are not designed to wake up that early I don't think anyone is designed to wake up at the crack of fucking dawn <laughs> it's not goddamn natural you know it just it, you don't feel right your circadian rhythm is off at that time of day or at least 90 percent of the populace just don't feel right anyway um until then thanks again josh watch thank you james uh keep it retro and see you next time see you later everybody
3: later everybody
2: keep it retro yeah
1: i'm recording well, what was the next game yeah what is gonna Our be next? the next game
2: the <laughs> next game is castlevania portrait of ruin
1: i believe that's. and is we're it.
2: doing bloodlines too
1: blood stained maybe i don't i don't
2: know i'm gonna definitely do fortune or ruin and we'll we'll see how far that gets us
1: what
3: did you all think of the
1: castlevania for the 64 oh which one just just garbage Legacy of
3: Darkness. No, I, I don't. I didn't know there was two. I only thought there was one.
1: The thing is, like, yeah, there's, there's two. two, and they're terrible. I believe they're the same game, but in Legacy of Darkness, you can play as additional characters right off the bat, or something. I don't know. They're 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 different games from the beginning. Like the only I've played through. The first maybe hour and a half of uh, the the original version of Castlevania sixty four on both and they're completely different in that time period. But someone was telling me they're actually the same game, but they have like different stuff in them or something. I don't. Know.
3: I feel like I have good memories of playing it because my my buddies Matt and Jimmy had it. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: But I also uh-huh. feel like it was probably a blocky mess. In yeah, it, it, it wasn't is. nearly as good as I recall.
1: The platforming is, is terrible. Um, if you play as um, Simon or whoever it is, the whip wielder, like he's complete trash. You almost have to play as the little girl because she has like heat-seeking orbs or something. Uh, it's been yeah, a while yeah. since I've, I've got them both, but it's been a while since I've popped either one in. I want to say the Legacy of Darkness, you can turn into a werewolf and there's additional characters you can unlock in that one or something. Yeah. Um, they, they have merit in that I think they were well-designed games for the 64, but they are definitely a product of their time and um, something I can't personally get into. But as for Bloodstained, I've had that to play on my PS4. I downloaded it from the disc a few days ago. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get into this and start playing it, and I keep getting distracted by other things. I played through Mana medine which was an excellent game. If you've played um, uh, Until Dawn, it's the second one of those games. plays exactly like it. Probably not quite as good story-wise, but still an excellent, excellent game. Very spooky and scary at parts. Um, I recommend that to anybody, and you can get through it in like six, eight hours. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, blood stain keeps coming up. But like I said, I last night we started playing Peggle 2. Caroline fell asleep, and I was just like, I'm going to unlock some costumes. And I spent the next four or five hours playing Peggle 2. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been on Ooh. vacation the last... Um, Three four days because my mom had uh, some major damage happen to her roof, and well, I, I tore it out. I haven't fixed it yet, but I went out there and and took a peek at it, and I was she's like, yeah, it's leaking here, here, and here, and I just reached up with my finger and a hole poked right through the roof.
3: Um, oh man, I was well, like, spooky, spooky. Uh,
1: this isn't good. So uh, ended up Stop looking for at your it. mother. Dr. Yeah. Prince. And I, I ripped all that out. And uh, so, well, not all of it. I got most of it out. Uh, saved her probably a bundle there. And uh, she's wanting to put in like some plexiglass so that she gets some natural light on the porch. It's just the porch roof, which was huge. It was probably easily four or 500 square feet. She has a huge, huge house.
3: Oh, that's a big porch. She has a huge,
1: yeah, it's like 3,000 plus square feet. It's a big house um, with a big, big porch. Man, it's like
3: half in my house. Yeah, I've got two thousand square feet in the house I just bought.
1: Yeah, that's what Ooh. I've got too. Like two thousand one hundred square feet. Mine's a two story, four bedroom, three bath, and my mom's yeah, house is, same It's <laughs> all one level and it's it's huge. Uh, but yeah,
3: um, I, my my big thing about my house was we got two and a half acres with it. So
0: oh
1: wow, oh nice. Yeah, mom.
3: Yeah, well, mom's got. I was, it. Got a I was looking at fifteen, but the wife didn't like the house that was on the fifteen. Gotcha.
1: Ooh,
0: it's a lot.
1: My my mom's house is uh, literally the house that my grandfather built for my grandmother. I don't know, fifty years.
0: Ago, oh, 50 years now
1: ago. see, you're gonna you're gonna notebook make me cry here. Well, what happened was it got sold out from under Grandma, my great grandmother actually, but. Uh, Thought of as my grandmother because she raised my mother and so on and so You know, it was one of those type of deals. But uh, Grandpa built it for everything is custom sizes down to the windows. I think I've told the story before where someone actually robbed the truck of the windows that they had the special order because Grandma would just put her hands to the wall like, I want this one about this big, and Grandpa would measure her hands and ordered all custom windows so no two windows of the same size in the house and someone robbed the truck of all these custom cut windows that are completely useless for any other you know they thought they were robbing something else they like pulled it over at gunpoint and took the truck it was never found <laughs> Just, uh, then they got away with a I'm bunch a of like garbage glass. Wow. Yeah. Really funny. This is back in the fifties or sixties too. doubly like what, you know, but yeah, weird stuff. But, um, because of that, nothing nothing is right. Everything is, like, weird angles, and, I mean, it's, it's a nice-looking house, but it's all very strange. And, anyway, uh, it got sold out from under her. Grandpa died at 80 or so, and she lived another 13, 14 years. And one of her kids um, convinced her to sell it and—well, didn't convince her. Got her to sign paperwork, and she didn't know what she was doing. Sell it and it had— A little under 3,000 acres to go with it and sold all that and bought a new residence in Washington and drug her up there with her and she didn't understand. At the time, I was living in Georgia uh, as a kid and uh, she didn't understand. She would call my mom and say, Carol, you know, I don't know why I'm here in Washington and what's going on. I just want to go home. And it broke my mom's heart and she took everything she had and uh, bought back at least the house for her. And grandma didn't know she didn't still own all the acres, you know, but mm. but we lived there thinking that that was, you know, she would, pass away in a year or two because she was at this point like mid 80s and she just kept living and that's why I live in the area I live in and not Georgia is because um, we moved back here for my grandmother and she still has the house because uh, her initial plan was uh, buy it but only keep it so long and then we'd sell it off and move off but then we ended up being here more than a decade and you know, how that kind of works. You kind of settle in. That's
3: very sweet though. It that is. Was very sweet yeah. of your mother. It was super that sweet of her. That is pretty cool.
2: Good and so ending story.
1: She's, yeah, she's still living there. The house, of course, like I said, it's got major problems. My uh, biological father, uh, was like a young man at, of 20 at the time and a budding electrician. He, he's now a retired, full-fledged electrician. In fact, he was the head of all the public schools in the Seattle area, the greater Seattle area. Um, but, um, at the time, he didn't know a whole lot, and he wired the house completely wrong. Uh, like, no, no. <laughs> like even I, with my no- rudimentary knowledge, I'm like, God damn it, Dad! You come across stuff, and you're like, What are you doing? You know, and stuff like that. And it's it's hilarious. But um, yeah, he wired it, and like it's on this concrete slab that is like four feet deep. It's it's unreal. It's un- it's a very unique house. It is super yeah,
3: knowing knowing some of your history with your father, Blaine. Yeah. I I don't think I ever said it to you personally, but knowing some of your history, the interview you did with your dad was really sweet.
1: Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. He, he and I, uh, we, we haven't talked a whole lot ever since my mom uh, divorced him when I was six. And then we moved to Georgia. And then, you know, uh, unbeknownst to me, she kind of blocked all um, communication from him. You know, I found, I may have mentioned years and years later, I found an invitation to his wedding amongst some things that she had never given me and whatnot. And apparently he had, like, written letters and things of this nature trying to contact me and didn't always have a working phone number and so on and so forth. At a time where if you didn't have the phone number, it was impossible to look people up at times. It's not like the Mm -hmm. modern day where you can literally find, you know, someone in the witness protection program practically. Um, It was very hard to connect people, you know, when I was a kid. So yeah, Yeah. there was a lot of resentment early on where I thought like he was trying to be out of my life or happy that I was. But it turns out that, you know, my mom was very much kind of blocking Him from getting in contact with uh, me or my sister for whatever reason, my younger sister who still live with me. Because I do, uh, as I have two older sisters as well, that at that point have moved out. Yeah. Aunt Nikki's my younger sister. And then I've got two older sisters, Cass and Ange, who are 10 and 14 years older than me. Yeah, we did go on an airplane and go to see her. Anyway, I've been recording all this, and a lot of these listeners probably won't want to listen to this, but I don't give a damn. It's going in. Bye again, everybody. Uh, keep I got to go, guys. Keep it fucking retro. <laughs> Later. I'll see you. Bye. Later, James. Thanks.
2: about uh, this game, there was a rumor that it was called Final, because if this game did not succeed, it would mean the end of Square as a developer. Uh, and from the research I've done, it's not completely true. Uh, Sakakuchi, I'm probably just horribly pronouncing that, uh, addresses the myth with the statement, to be sure... We had our backs to the wall when we were developing Final Fantasy. But really, anything that started with an F would have been fine for the title. Because you see, it was originally called Fighting Fantasy, but there was a popular board game with the same name, so they could not use it. So although it was one of their games, and yeah, sure, he says they had their backs against the wall, they didn't choose Final because it was their final attempt. It was just they needed a word that started with the letter F. Uh, Final Fantasy could have been the first role-playing game for many people. It's definitely not my first. My first was playing Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, although that game led me to, you know, bring out my old Nintendo. Actually, first, I purchased the, I had the Game Boy Final Fantasy Legend 2, and then between those two games, uh, I went back and purchased Final Fantasy for the NES. Brand new in box, I think, you know, obviously for much cheaper because the Super Nintendo and Game Boy and everything was already out by this point. And I'll tell you, to be honest, it was a little tough to go from Final Fantasy 4 to Final Fantasy 1, but it was not impossible. And it was good to see where, you know, we had come, or where the game had come from a franchise perspective. All right, so gameplay. I mean, what can I say? Final Fantasy, top-down perspective. I compare a lot of other games to this Style of play. Basically, you are in an overhead view where you walk around an overland map and you search for cities, towns, castles, caves, dungeons, and other things to enter. You're a little sprite and you walk around a little map and every so often, kaboom! You're in a random battle, which takes you to another screen, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more um, later. Uh, before the game begins now, and this is one of my favorite things for any role-playing game or any game whatsoever is you get to build your own custom party and you get six options in this game you get a fighter you get a thief you get a monk you get a black mage you get a white mage you get a red mage they all come with some strengths they all come with some weaknesses um you know you could really I've played with just about any combination of these things. Some people, some crazy people try and play with all four white mages and they do it, but man, that, that would be a slow game. My, uh, we'll get into my stuff a little later, I guess. Um, at a certain point in the game, it's, it's, Good to note that all your characters can be promoted. The fighter becomes a knight, the thief becomes a ninja, the monk becomes a master, the black mage, white mage, and red mage all become wizards. Black wizard, white wizard, red wizards. And that's pretty cool. Okay, now back to the battle screen. The enemies are on the left side of the screen, and your four characters are on the right side of the screen. Most of you have probably seen something like this in some sort of role playing game. You know, Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 all take advantage of this. Many other role playing games do something similar. Um, now, this is a little different. There are actually four, the, scre- the, fa- the screen has four boxes on it. The enemies are in their own, like, box that's surrounded by, like, you know, a white border. Um, there's another box below showing the enemy's names. There's another box where your party sits. There's another box with all of the options, uh, you can choose like fight, run, item, magic, and then even further off to the right are four additional boxes with all your characters names and their hit points. So basically you got this fight screen, which is all kinds of crazy boxes, um, the game gets a little criticism for being so compartmentalized in this. Box for the enemies, box for your characters, box for this, box for that. Later games would slow this down and get rid of a lot of the boxes to try and make it seem and feel like, okay, the enemies and the, the heroes, the party members, they're all in the same fighting field. Uh, they'll still have a box down below for your, your options, but it just seemed just less boxy from here on out. Now, with the battling... It's turn-based. A big controversy this game has is when it comes to combat, there's a part where you 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 have to select what enemy you want to attack. And if you select attack with all four of your characters, let's just say, and your first character that fights kills the enemy, your other three characters will be like, "Ah, what do we do? And they won't do anything. Many people hate this part. And you know what? I actually like it. I think it keeps you more engaged. You can't just get into a battle and just mash the A button and mash the A button and, you know, be looking at your phone or reading or watching another TV. You actually have to stay engaged. So, you know, your party members don't, you know, get taken down by some easy enemies because you're too busy just mashing A and your, most of your characters aren't doing anything. Now, you know, probably there's, probably a place in the middle here which would make more sense where like if you choose all four of your characters to attack this enemy that enemy dies maybe your other characters you know should be smart enough to like hey maybe we should try and attack these other guys but maybe since they were all preparing to attack you know the first enemy now it's gonna they're gonna have a more difficult time having to maneuver adjust to attack the other enemy so maybe they could have done something where like your characters only took off half the damage or something. Let me give you a real-world example. Let's pretend, I don't know, me and Blaine are getting ready to fight, I don't know, someone from the Discord, uh, Cujo and Satan85. We would both obviously target Satan85 because he's the greater threat. Uh, We would both maneuver ourselves, you know, on both sides of Satan85 to take him down. But, you know what, if Blaine struck first and knocked Satan out then what do I do? You know, I'm not just going to sit there and do nothing, but now I got to attack Cujo, but say Cujo's already behind me. So now I got to turn. My footwork would be off. I might have trouble reaching Cujo. If I did hit him, I'd probably do less damage than if I were, if I was targeting Cujo from the beginning. Now, obviously this example is not the best because obviously uh, Blaine and I were actually in a fight with Cujo and Satam and either run away or Cujo would cast fire or, fire Agra and kill both of us instantly. Then the Konami code would kick in and Blaine and I would come back, summon Bahamut. And then, well, you guys can probably see where this is going from there. All right, let's get into the story. I'm going to read this verbatim as I found it on the internet, because when I was putting the story together in my head, I did want to get some sort of, um, you know, reference to what the internet or what the official statement is. And I read this and I had to like Read it three or four more times to confirm it was part of the same game. Let me talk about it, and then I'll come back. Here we go. Final Fantasy takes place in a fantasy world with three large continents. The elemental powers of this world are determined by the state of four crystals, each governing one of the four crystal, uh, classical elements, Earth Earth. Fire, water, wind. The world of Final Fantasy is inhibited by numerous races, including humans, elves, dwarves, mermaids, dragons, and robots. Most non-human races have only one town in the game, although individuals are sometimes found in human towns or other areas as well. For hundreds of years prior to the start of this game, the... The Finnish people who used the power of wind to craft airships and a giant space station called the Floating Castle in the game watched their country decline as the wind crystal went dark. Two hundred years later, violent storms sank a massive shrine that served as the center of an ocean-based civilization, and the water crystal went dark. The earth crystal and fire crystal followed, plaguing the earth and raging wildfires and devastating the agricultural town of Melman as the plains and vegetation decayed. Sometime later, the sage Lucan tells of a prophecy that four light warriors will come to save the world. In a time of darkness. Now, the first half of that, I was like, "Yeah, this makes sense. This makes sense." Then, all of a sudden, that second half, where it talks about 400 years prior and the La Le- Fenish people, I had to like double take. I was like, "Wait, is this is this Final Fantasy?" I'm guessing this. This is not spelled out in the game. This must have been in the instruction manual. I, I couldn't find my instruction manual for this, but I'm guessing it's written in there about how these far water crystals and what exactly happened to them. Most Final Fantasy games, you know, this is the first one, so we got we to give this one all the credit. You know, they came up with the four elemental, yeah, four elements, and this would be a trope that would be forever in all Final Fantasy games from here on out. Now, the story begins, you got your four warriors of light, aka your four characters, as you chose. Uh, each one is carrying one darkened orb, representing the four elements. You're on a small island with two areas, the city of Corneria, no, wait, Con area, not corn area. Corn area is from Star Fox. I knew I'd make that mistake. And a temple of the fiends where the princess has been kidnapped by Garland. You first, and do not forget this part, must go into the city to buy equipment. I make you a bet 99% of people out there, your very first experience with this game, including my own, was okay. Let's go get in a battle. Okay, I just got my butt kicked. What happened? Why are my guys punching? I thought I had knights. I thought I had wizards. Where's all my stuff? You got to go buy all that stuff. This would be, I think, the only game. I can't confirm Final Fantasy, the re- the real Final Fantasy 2 did this or not, but the only game that doesn't give you equipment to start the game. Now, once you buy the equipment, you go talk to the king. The king tells you, hey, go rescue my daughter from the evil garland, and I'll build a bridge to get you off this island kind of a messed up dude that his daughter gets pregnant uh, pregnant daughter gets kidnapped and he just shuts his whole city off from the rest of the world i don't know if he shut him off from the rest of the world but he's definitely not letting people off his island until he gets his daughter back um so the first thing you got to do of course is walk around the island a little bit get a couple of levels you know it's a jrpg it's always good to have a few extra levels before you go fight uh, any type of boss garland you could probably do without it but i always got to level i don't know three or four before doing you know before fighting anyone, you want to have a few extra levels. So I got to level three or four. Uh, once you defeat Garland, you come back, the King's happy. He builds a bridge and then you can travel across the bridge. And there's a whole cinematic scene. When you touch the bridge, it's beautiful. There's a scrolling text. There's some great music. This would kind of be a trope for a lot of other final fantasies. Also notably the one that sticks in my head the most is final fantasy four. As you travel east now, you find another city, and you, li- you help liberate this small town, which has all these, I think they're pirates, that have taken over the city. Once you defeat them, you get a boat. Now you're pretty mobile. Now you can sail around the ocean, although when you you can get attacked while sailing on this boat, and your world opens up quite a bit, although there is still a lot more to be seen. Uh, as you sail around, you kind of go south, west, and you encounter another town. This is where you encounter your first dungeon, and the first dungeon of Final Fantasy. And I'll tell you, you better stock up on lots of supplies, because I didn't mention this before. Your character in these first Final Fantasy games moves slowly, and the encounter rate is very, very high, and the dungeons are pretty big. So I remember I had a map when I played these games because, again, I got this game pretty – I mean – the Nintendo Entertainment System, their, its lifespan was, had ended or was ending, and the Super Nintendo was already out. So there were all sorts of strategy guides and stuff. They were just pumping out for this game. So I definitely had my map, and I, that helped me get through these dungeons. But I had to have a lot of supplies because you know you get you get torn up in these dungeons. And I also you know leveled up quite a bit before entering, so I was strong enough to get through them. Um, after you complete this dungeon and a few other one, a few other. Quests here and there, fetch quests mainly. You get some TNT, you return back, you return back to the original city you were at, uh, you get some TNT, and you blow up a little narrow area of land, and now you can sail your boat, like, outside of this fishbowl you were in, and now you have access to the entire map. You then travel around, and defeat the four fiends, all relating to a different element, as you defeat them, your little element that you have the orb you have lights up you then find the king of dragons bahamut who promotes you as i talked about earlier and then you gain access to the floating island and you are then sent two thousand years into the past what there the warriors discover that the four fiends sent garland now the archdemon chaos back in time and he sent the fiends to the future to do so creating a time loop by which he could live forever. The Light Warriors defeat Chaos, thus ending the Paradox and return home. By ending the Paradox, however, the Light Warriors have changed the future to one where the heroic deeds remain unknown outside of legend. Wow. I'm telling you, just wow. I obviously uh, left out a lot of smaller point, point, smaller plot points or specifics for the NES game. Uh, I'll tell you, for an NES game, this plot is pretty complex. Time travel? Time loops? That's crazy. And believe it or not, aside from that, you know, original part I read earlier to you guys, the story is actually pretty comprehensible. Like, there aren't any weird glitches. I mean, the, the townsfolk, for the most part, give you some substance to the story. You know, you understand what you're doing, where you're supposed to go, where you're needed. I never really even... I had the strategy guide, but I didn't need the strategy guide as much. I did need the, the maps, the dungeons. That was huge. But I never really felt like I was lost, or I never really felt stuck like I have in other games that I've played. All right, now to get more into my personal experience with the game... Uh, the party I chose probably most often were three knights. You know, it was me and I had the, my two friends next door. So we all wanted to be knights. So bam, I would create three knights with our names on it. And then we generally choose like a red mage, maybe a white mage. We'd have always someone in support. Although I'm, I'm telling you guys, like any combination of party members would work. There's all, there's, there's recommended ones. You should have a monk because, you know, monks don't use weapons. They can use their fists, which I always equipped them with weapons uh, when I was a kid, I could never figure out why they were doing so well. It took me a long time to figure out, oh, they actually do better unarmed because they're, you know karate experts. they need to fight. Uh, I've heard that just by having four knights, although that party might be expensive, it's actually pretty useful and it does well. And when you get promoted, knights can use white some white magic. so you then have, you know, people that can cure each other. Uh, the party that I beat this game with, when I was telling that story in the beginning, you know, the couple of weeks before school started, it was two knights, a black mage and a white mage. And I, you know, about halfway through the game, I don't know how long, 15, 20 hours in, I was definitely like, yeah this black and white mage, I really don't need them. They're fine. They're great. But I kind of wish I would have tried something instead of those two. I have played this game many times for both the NES, and I did buy it from the Game Boy Advance. And I'll tell you, the NES version is great. It's just so slow. The one for the Game Boy Advance, you can, I think, hit B, and your guy can actually run and move quicker. And that, God, saves so much time. And other than that, I think, I mean, they touched up some of the graphics. But other than that, it's pretty much the same game. I don't know why they make you move so slow. I really think they just did this to make games last longer. Like developers weren't thinking about people wanting to like play through this game and then want to replay it again, which was silly thinking because the second I beat this game, you know, I wanted to replay with a different party, you know, I wanted to try again. I wish, you know, Nintendo figured that out sooner. It seems like it took them so long even like through the Super Nintendo era, they like they would for Final Fantasy two slash four. Your character there were no sprint shoes. Your character moves slow. Final Fantasy six, even the sprint shoes were an add on. You had to equip those things in order to move quick. You know, after Final Fantasy six, they figured out. Well, you know what? People don't want to be just you know slowly moving around. They to they want to go quick. So they you know thankfully changed that. I love playing this game with friends. I love playing it by myself. I—I I mean, it's just a great game to have around. Uh, create a party. I think I—I I played the first. I played the first like two or three hours of this game. I can't even tell you how many times. Create a party. You know, I got some guys over. We're gonna get everyone together. Order some pizza. Get some soda. We're gonna beat this game. We get about two or three hours in, maybe. Maybe four or five tops, and we'd say, "What are we doing? This is crazy." And we'd fall—you know—we'd be asleep or we'd fall asleep because once you get past that first dungeon, you're so exhausted that it's just tough to play anymore. I really highly recommend this game. It's found everywhere right now—you know, iOS, uh, Game Boy Advance, even the Nintendo Mini has it. But the Nintendo Mini's version is the original version, so you're going to be moving slow. So I do recommend if you play this game get the version where you can move quick. Or if you do an emulator, like speed it up so you can move around much faster. I love this game. I don't think I mentioned, but once you pick your four characters, I don't think they say a word the rest of the game. Like you pick your four people and they are just silent protagonists, the entire game. Everyone just talks to you. So I guess they did this to kind of give you the sense that you're on the adventure uh, which some people enjoy, you know, I think it was more meaningful to me and my friends when I, you know, named each of my friends in the room, one of these characters names. Now we felt like that was us in there. If there was a way where we could each control one of the characters, that probably would have been even more exciting. Although all it is is just clicking A and choosing a character, choosing a, you know, enemy, but still it would have kept us all engaged. But what a great game. This is probably my longest extra life podcast ever. And I tell you, it's taking a lot out of me. So with that, I'll see you guys later. Keep it retro.
1: So we're going to do a video right here yeah, and
4: record say okay. hi hi
1: hello this is another edition of
4: canine's corner
1: and today we're going to be talking about something i think we talked about this before didn't we caroline
4: yeah but this time we're in a new level
1: yeah so we're talking about king oddball but guess what you can do in king oddball y'all
4: We can, so, you can actually look this up about King Oddball, the secret mustache area, and we looked it up and we did all these steps and now we're in the mustache area.
1: Yeah, so what you can do, there's this game, King Oddball. And we've talked about it before. Yes. It's a puzzle game where you can throw rocks at different stuff. You get three rocks per level, and you can throw them at tanks and people and all kinds of different <laughs> stuff. There's bouncy things, and it's a puzzle game. It's really good, right? Yeah. But then we beat it. We beat it, like, what, two weeks, three, four weeks, five weeks, a month?
4: Yeah, but we didn't know yet.
1: No, we beat it. And we thought we were done, but then we learned there's something called the mustache levels. And what that is, is there's certain parts in the first game where if you go, you can hit a triangle at the right time if you see a mustache on the screen. And you have to do it seven times. Yes. I think it's seven times. And then it unlocks what's called the mustache levels, and it's a whole nother set of puzzles.
4: Yeah, so we can not find that at any time, but we didn't know about it until a couple days ago.
1: Yeah, and now we've unlocked the mustache levels, and we've done, like, I don't know, 50 mustache levels. Yeah. A bunch of them. We
4: really like it.
1: And it's really cool, because King Oddball, what does he look like now? Used to, he had a crown on his head. Yeah,
4: but now, no crown, no nothing, just a mustache.
1: He's got a mustache, (laughs) and he looks really funny. Yeah. and it's a really good game and everyone should check it out because it's very cheap it only costs like $5 I think on PSN and me and Carolina have played it probably at this point like I don't know at least 40 hours yeah so super worth your money y'all really really good and we had a lot of fun with it yep and King Oddball, what does he do when he when you don't do uh, good?
4: So, he makes a mad face like, mmm.
1: <laughs> very mad at you. is very funny. Yes. But whenever you do good, what does he do? Yeah, he gives a dunk and he's like,
4: yeah.
1: And it's a really fun game. And we recommend everyone should play it. So, that's uh, this edition of Caroline's Corner. What do you want to say to everybody?
4: Well, I just want to tell them that It was silly because we didn't even know about it and we still had like a tiny bit left what we couldn't even do and we didn't know. So that's why I'm just so crazed out about it.
1: Yeah, it was very cool. And and we hope everyone gets to play it. And until then, we'll see you the next time on Caroline's Corner. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Mm